John, would you describe yourself as a leader or a follower? You, you know, that's a good question. I think there is time for, for both, but probably I lead more often. Interesting. Well, today we are going to find out how you can let your faith lead. Well, welcome to the Bible Story Podcast. As always, we are excited to have you tuning in. We are very excited. And yes, as always, yes, as always, that is Braden. <laughs> That's and, me. And, and my name is John. Yes. Uh, we're the hosts of the Bible Story Podcast, a podcast aimed at aiding in your growing relationship to Jesus Christ. That was a bit of a tongue twister. Well, you did great. Thanks, buddy. Your tongue is... <laughs> Not twisted. Not yet, anyway. All right, pop quiz. Uh, hey, that's unfair. Yes. That is totally unfair. Uh, but I probably don't have a choice, do I? You never do in a pop quiz. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you know why we say tune in? Uh, I, th- I think I'm old enough. <laughs> but you better, you better just say what you're thinking here. All right. Okay. So back in the olden days, which you should remember, when... <laughs> When Clearly, were, I do. When things were black and white, <laughs> um, they would su- say tune in because you had to physically turn a dial and tune in to the radio station in a car or on a radio or like a TV channel. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, I, I, I'm going to date myself. I totally remember doing that and my parents buying cars and TVs with that dial. The, the tuner. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, Brayden, you are full of fun facts. I am. I love that about you. <laughs> uh, that's really, that's kind of a neat thing. So I, I do my yeah. best. So, when we say tuning in and yep. they're digitally just pressing play, play, it's kind of an old thing. That, it's a throwback. Yeah. I like that. Um, okay. So, we're going to jump into our story here. So, I, I do have to explain something for a second. It was really hard to pick one specific thing, one specific takeaway here. Uh, mm. This chapter is pretty evenly split into two sections almost kind of like two separate conversations or and it's kind of it's kind of laying the groundwork for coming stories as well yeah so it was like there was story elements to this part but it was it was it was a tougher chapter as far as storytelling yeah yeah it was a lot less gruesome than the last few weeks so there was that yeah, and it's almost like there's two different conversations or scenes happening here, right? So, mm-hmm. and that can often happen in the Bible. We have said it before. What we take from a section of scripture doesn't mean that that's the only single lesson that is within that section. Right. You can learn more than John and I can. <laughs> we hope that you learn a lot more than we do. Yes. Okay, yeah. so uh you know, the Bible is often broken up into these sections and really that just helps us understand. So, Anyway, all that's to say that this one, as I was reading it, felt a little bit disjointed, kind of like too many stories. Okay, I, I totally agree. Yes. It might be an important thing or time to, to mention that the number of sections we see in our Bibles, yeah. kind of the headings and the chapters. Like and big that, numbers, little numbers. Yeah, big yeah. numbers, little numbers, and, and sometimes there's headings. All of those things were kind of added after the original writing of those books of the Bible, right? right? So that's not part of what the authors wrote. The, arth- the authors weren't putting in the little No. Little and so they, they only serve as a, uh, to help us in studying the Bible, making it easier to kind of navigate and understand things. So right. the sections, they don't add 
to any of the context or flow of the story as a whole. That is, it now would be a good time to mention that. So thank you. <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay. So uh, last episode, it was said that Saul's kingship was taken away by God mm-hmm. and he had already appointed another king who would take the throne from Saul. Right. Saul was not listening to God. Therefore, God took the kingship away. Mm-hmm. Kingship is a kind of a weird word. Yeah. I, it's totally fixed, Would it be though? the position? Yeah. Of, uh, okay, so, and this sets up, us up well for this chapter where we meet the individual who's going to take that place or supersede Saul as the king. All right. So, this guy we meet in this chapter mm-hmm. has a pretty big impact on the future of the church. And you're going to learn a little bit more about him and and future uh, stories. So we'll yeah. just kind of leave this that is just like a foreshadowing yes. <laughs> uh, for another time. Uh, we're, so, we're so literary. <laughs> foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. <laughs> it's the one word we remember from grade seven English. Okay. So Samuel, we find Samuel, he's mourning the loss of Saul as king. He's really saddened actually by the state of his friend. If we remember Samuel and Saul have actually been through like a ton of things together, mm-hmm. they would have been close friends. Um, and Although Samuel at this yeah. point, he's ticked off still with yes. Saul. Like he's, it's like a situation that's bigger than he is and he's upset and sad and probably confused. Yeah. And um, So God orders Samuel to go to Bethlehemite to anoint a new king. I got to say, well done on the word. Thank you. Or the, the name of the town. Yep. Uh, I have no idea if you said it correctly. I don't or not. know either. I'm pretty sure that like most of the hard words in the Bible that you and I attempt to pronounce yeah. in our Canadian accent, yeah. uh, we butcher. Yeah, we're not doing it justice. No. So we know that. <laughs> uh, for all the scholars out there who are yeah. listening, yeah. we apologize. We apologize. Yeah. Well, uh, as Samuel arrives to that town, yes. uh, he is met by Jesse and his sons. At first, they feared that Samuel was maybe coming to fight or to cause trouble in the town because, you know, he often led things like that. He would have been followed by armies often, right? Him mm-hmm. and Saul would have been, that would have been the, the kind of norm. So, however, Samuel immediately speaks about coming in peace and Jesse and his sons kind of began to gather around. Now, remember, Samuel was a prophet of the Lord and was able to hear directly from God. So, as he is seeing the sons of Jesse, he's discerning and listening to God about which son would be the next king. Right. Okay. So, then there's this funny part uh, where a tall, young, handsome, strong man. Sounds like me. Well, back in the day. <laughs> you can still remember when you tuned in radio. Yes. Um, and, and he is, in fact, the eldest son, which is often a place of honor mm-hmm. historically, right? Yep. That man passes by Samuel and Samuel in his head is like, oh, obviously this is the one. And then God has something pretty funny to say. Yeah. And so listen to 1 Samuel 16, 7. It says this, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So basically, don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, pretty much exactly. And don't judge a person by their looks, right. Braden. 
I mean, I'm much more than my handsome. <laughs> right. I got to give you more credit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but that's not our lesson for today. This, no, not uh, at all. The story continues. All right. So it does so. It, it, it does so. And s- let me rephrase that. So several of the sons of Jesse walked past Samuel and and they were they were looked at and se- there were seven in total and and still Samuel was unable to find the one one that would be king and and God just keeps saying to Samuel nope yeah not this one nope yeah not they're kind this of one. like I, I as I was reading this I kind of pictured it if anyone knows the sound of music when all the kids like line up and they're like I'm Peter uh <laughs> So you just turned this, this, we should have just turned this story into a musical. <laughs> sure, I'm game for that. But that's what it reminded me of. Like each one of these sons is kind of stepping up or walking past and Samuel's looking at them quite critically trying to hear from God. Mm. I, so, w- I wonder how it would have felt to be one of those sons be like, nah, not you. I know. I feel like the first one like strutting by, probably yeah. flexing a little bit. And, then, and by the seventh one, he's just like, oh, I don't <laughs> want to walk out here. Yeah. Oh, that heavy Bane, uh, that heavy like bale or or thing of grain well i'll just lift that let me lift that let me show you how awesome i am and then god just nope Nope. (laughs) all right so finally samuel asked like is there any other sons that you know and to which jesse and the sons reply there's one more but he's the youngest and the smallest and he's out in the field he is caring for the sheep so samuel and jesse and the seven other sons go and find this youngest one his name is david and he is there tending to the sheep So the Lord then said, arise, anoint him, for this is he. Hmm. The spirit then, the spirit of the Lord then rushed upon David. And and it also does say, I will, in the Bible, it speaks of David's handsomeness, his very like, his His rugged good looks. It says he has beautiful eyes, I think, Hmm. in at least in the uh, version I was reading. And then that's kind of where it ends. It just, the spirit of the Lord comes upon David. He is anointed king or to be king. And then we go into the second half of chapter 16, which is, this is kind of why I had trouble bringing out a lesson. Um, but I do think I have something good. We just have to get there. Hmm. Okay. So I'm going, I'm going to go along for the ride. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping you got something good for us because now I am got really high expectations. <laughs> Okay, good. good. All right. um, well, well, let's continue the story. So it says then, the spirit of the Lord left Saul, yeah. and he was taken over by a harmful spirit. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem like a very fun switch. No. Uh, so Saul, in fact, becomes so distraught by this harmful spirit that he's, he's losing sleep. He's kind of, he's stressed out. He's anxious, right? Mm. This is, is deeply, deeply troubling to him. And many nights go by where there was no sleep. Yeah. And, and so he, he's having such a tough time that he calls for a musician to soothe his nights, uh, and allow him to sleep. Right. And surprise, surprise, a new young man named David, the same David, the same David who had been brought from another town and, and is now living in the area is proficient at playing the liar. Yes. Which he, is kind of a harp, is that? Or what is guitar-ish? it? Guitarish? Oh, right. I think. Like mandolin? Mm, different. It's a string instrument. Yes. <laughs> I don't know my instruments. Google it and, and you can share it with us. I think that would be a safe thing. We could find out then. Yeah. 
All right, he played this instrument so well that it refreshed Saul and, and the harmful spirit departed from him. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's, that's good. And, and Saul was so grateful for this ability to rest that he then appointed David as part of his group. Uh, so David actually then becomes his armor bearer. Yeah. And that's it, right? <laughs> well, that's kind of where it ends. And, and so really in these two you know, sections, we learn a good amount about young David, the youngest of seven brothers, and he has favor with the Lord and has been anointed to be the next king to replace Saul. Now, it doesn't necessarily say that Saul knows that David would be the next king. Do you know if there's any understanding there? No, not yet. But just the fact that Saul, he does know yeah. that uh, from Samuel in earlier stories that he's no longer going to be king. Like yeah. his kingship yeah. is going to end someday. And so maybe that's what's keeping him up at night. Yeah. You know? And, so, and I think it was said in our previous chapter, yeah, that he said, that Samuel said directly, like, you are no longer king. There will be someone to replace you. And it must have been kind of strange for David to be like, I'm going to be king, but this guy doesn't know it. And so yeah. there's kind of this mentoring happening, but yeah. also there's this sense of like, uh, what is going on? And, like, and this I'm, is really strange. And in David's eyes too, like, I'm young. There's probably my older brothers are much more equipped to to do yeah, this king sure. role. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Braden, you've mentioned yeah. all that, how there's two different stories or it feels like there's two yeah. different stories going on, one involving Samuel and the other involving Saul. Correct. However, they do both involve a young David. Right, exactly. So what do you suppose the lesson within these two stories may be? Well, I would consider David somewhat of the main character here within these small sections. And with that, I think it helps us find our lesson. Okay, I, I, I would agree with that. Okay. So what is that lesson, you think? Well, I think we see the Lord give David favor due to his faith. We see David really just stepping out in faith and following the promptings of God. Um, and, and in that, David's faith leads him. Right. So David was not the one looking necessarily like to be king. He, right. was, he was in the fields doing his job. He exactly. was being faithful to his work. And he wasn't the one who, was, who pursued a job with King Saul either. Right. He didn't like bring his instrument and no. say, oh, look at how good I can play. People came and found him. That's right. So this was done all through the provision and guidance of God. So, all right, to boil all of that down, the yeah. lesson then would be, let your faith lead. Exactly. You know, sometimes we can be so quick to try to lead our own paths. We can rush a process. We can put ideas into our own heads just to kind of make sense of things. But if we let our faith lead, we will, we will end up exactly where we can receive great invitations from God, just as we see David do here. Exactly. Growth Tip Time. Growth Tip Time. A growth tip is a way for all of us to grow in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And my favorite part of the podcast. Again, I love the jingle. Uh, and I think anytime that we're able to put into practice some of the things that we talk about here on the podcast, we get an opportunity to grow. Which, after all, is what we're all about here, right? Exactly. So our growth tip for today is this. Ask someone a question 
you know, we always learn uh, by asking about things that we don't know. So find a question that you have about your faith and ask someone you think could bring some insight into it. That's a great idea. Curiosity always helps us grow. So find a pastor, a parent, a mentor, someone who is a little more mature in their faith. And don't be afraid of the question. Yeah. Just make it an honest question of something that you've been wondering. Maybe it will open up a great conversation. And remember, anyone can respond kind of differently to these types of things. They might need time to answer. They might not be able to bring you an answer right away. So give them time after you ask and be patient. Well, guys, thanks for listening. Be sure to connect with us on Instagram at Bible Story Pod. And you can join us this summer at Covenant Bay Bible Camp for one of the summer camp sessions. We we would just really love to have you yeah, join us. That'd absolutely. Remember, there is nothing more important than a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Enjoy your time with God this week.
Imagine not being able to speak for almost a year. Nope, I don't want to imagine that. I wouldn't be able to sing in the car or in the shower. No more podcast hosting for me? Nope, that'd be sad. Okay, coming up on the Bible Story Podcast, we learn the importance of being ready to follow wholeheartedly. 